All right, so you have another episode of Out of State. You're with Big Raj. No, you're not hallucinating. It's not any kind of weird fog that's come across from you being in quarantine from six weeks. I'm really recording a podcast. It's crazy. You know, uh, last time I recorded, sprinkled some money on the Chiefs. It was great. I won. God, I miss gambling. Oh, my God. I even bet on a NBA 2K player game. That was weird. Uh, didn't even watch it. Uh, it was really, I, I picked the wrong guy. I don't want to get into who I picked. Fuck you, Hassan Whiteside. Um, but yeah, so, uh, other than that, life's good. Um, I'm, I'm definitely fully addicted to 2K and my new my player. Uh, that's what I've been doing for, uh, for a month. And yeah, I just miss sports. So, uh, since Pags is also in quarantine and now has a mic, first time me and Pags are not together. I'm here to introduce Pags on the verge of an exciting NFL draft. And finally, finally, we will have something interesting happen in sports since like the first three days of free agency. So Pags, number one, are you sick? Do you have it? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not ill. Uh, I'm, I'm not okay. sick. I'm not sick, but I'm, but I'm pretty ill if I do say so myself. All right. All right. So. So your jokes have, have not improved while you've been in the quarantine. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Just reference for me to know throughout the podcast, just to keep that in mind. But yeah, man, how you been? I've been okay. Uh, sort of, uh, in the same boat as you, pal. Uh, just really missing sports. I don't think I'm losing my mind or anything, but I have painted a face on my basketball and I am calling him Jimmy now. So. You know, all normal. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's totally normal. You and Tom Hanks, you know, that's just things that you guys do. What? What? This shit is helicopter. We at the beach catching a ten. Are you excited about a year or what more than that of tanking finally coming to fruition on one night? For a virtual draft for the first time ever, which is so crazy, like how different this process is going to be than any other process. But your team picks first out of our two teams, not first overall, because then you would have Joe Burrow, even though you were tanking for two of the whole time, which I guess it's fitting that you probably should. I guess we'll talk about it. End up with Tua, but how do you feel? How much like film have you watched? Do you want anybody else? Like, is there any option that's not a quarterback? Um, I'll let you go first and give me your, uh, we'll start there with the Miami Dolphin draft situation that we'll go. So I sort of feel like an incarcerated man who has been, uh, clawing at the wall, like little lines in the wall to like count how many days I've been in here. And I see that I am getting to the end of my sentence. Uh, I, I see that uh, there's the the light is starting to come out at the end of the tunnel. All the losing, all the selling off uh, assets uh, for future draft capital, it's all about to pay off. And I, I like the draft is already my Christmas, but this draft, I mean, holy cow! I don't think I've ever watched more film. I don't think I've ever been more invested in a draft. I've watched 192 billion hours of videotape. Because I truly believe that this is the most important night in Miami Dolphin history. After watching him for a quarter and a half, I truly believe. <laughs> since Dan Marino. I mean, yeah, since since the Dan Marino draft. I mean, and 
I mean, I, I know we're going to get into it uh, a little later, but I mean, whew, man, like I, I, I don't, I don't know. Next year's draft could, could be sort of similar if the Houston Texans end up being one of the bottom teams in the NFL next year, we have their first round pick. Can you imagine if that turns out to be the Lawrence pick? Uh, but uh, I, I digress. Uh, yeah, this draft is pretty huge for my team. Uh, I don't think I've ever been this nervous and excited about a draft ever. And that's a lot coming for me. See, well, I've, I've already... Uh, being a Panther fan, I vaguely remember taking Kerry Collins when I was six. So that one don't have the best recollection of. I remember Julius Peppers. Uh, I was pretty excited about Julius Peppers. I liked him as a, as a player. When I was a kid, you obviously always wanted a quarterback. And I liked Joey Harrington more than, uh, David, uh, Derek Carr. No, David Carr, uh, at the time. Neither of them really panned out. You guys ended up with Joey Harrington for Ooh. a short while. And, um, that was really exciting. Uh, I had Andrew Luck just pull the rug on us, which gave us Superman Cam Newton, which we'll probably get into pretty soon because, uh, you know, I'm pretty angry and we haven't talked about that situation since since I went on my huge tirade of why we shouldn't uh, go all in on Kyle Allen, which we obviously did not decide to do. Um, so I've been there before. The jitters are strange when you're picking – you know, in that top three range because, well, no, top five, right? Top, top five top range. Five. Um, because you don't, especially when you don't have a quarterback, when you're going after a quarterback, it's a, it's a different feeling when you know you don't have your franchise guy. And I guess, obviously, Josh Rosen isn't that. I think we can say that pretty emphatically now. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, and yeah, so you I'm guys. I'm pretty sure that Josh Rosen is not the answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, we get Ryan Rosen. Fitzpatrick outplayed him. Come on. So my, so I guess my, my quarterback situation where you, do you, um, before I go Carolina, cause we'll go back and forth with Miami and Carolina to start this off. Do you think you guys have to trade up to end up with Tua? Like, do you think it's 100% you're going to have to give up some kind of asset to get up to three to get your hands on Tua? And do you believe that the whole Justin Herbert smoke is in any way Real fun. I am sort of uh, 70 30 on it in favor that uh, we don't have to trade up, but I don't, um, I, I, I've not knocked it out of the uh, case of possibilities. And uh, I, I think specifically we're looking at that number three pick with Detroit because I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals and the Washington Redskins have already locked in their picks. I don't think that they're taking any sort of offer to move off the guys they want. And obviously that's. Burrow and Chase Young. Uh, so I think looking at that number three pick, that's where the draft really starts to get interesting. If someone's going to trade up for Tua, they're going up to that three pick. Sorry, Dave Gettleman. So what, what do you think, which I think would be interesting, right? Let's say hypothetically speaking, Jeff Okuda, who every, like most mock drafts for some reason have him going to the Lions. They need a corner. They obviously traded Darius Slade to Philly uh, a few weeks back. So Jeff Okuda does make sense in Detroit. They're trying to rebuild that defense. They just got Jamie Collins. But would the Giants trade the fourth pick with Dolphins or Chargers or somebody else who, if Tua's still on the board and the Giants, let's say, have Isaiah, um, Isaiah Simmons, Derek Brown, and one of the tackles, maybe they have a couple tackles that they have pretty high on their board, right? And they're okay with any of those four guys. And they get an offer to trade down. 
that would also be like, I don't think David Gettleman's smart, so I don't expect him to do the right thing and actually trade down from that pick. But there's two teams who want quarterbacks at five and six. So if you're Gettleman, if you get out of that slot and move to seven or six, like if you want to leverage the Chargers and tell them, hey, how much do you want to pay? Dolphins, hey, if you don't give me this, the Chargers will jump me and you will not get Tua. So like the Giants could have leverage. It's gonna that's why I'm really looking forward to this this draft because number one, thank baby Jesus. Um we signed a quarterback, not the one I wanted, not happy about it, but that hopefully signed, sealed, delivered that Justin Herbert will not be drafted by the Carolina Panthers after Marty. And I know I'm jumping to the draft and we're going to start with free agency. I've just too much Herbert that I've seen, too much money I've bet on Herbert, where I've watched his games, and there's just too many flashes of mediocrity, inconsistency, and I'm okay with the Blaine Gabbert type, with the great build and the great arm and all the physical attributes, but when you have to put it together on a football field, you can't. So thank God for that. But I can't wait to see how that shuffle is going to go, starting with the third pick all the way through Carolina and how that might move around. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I double that sentiment. Justin Herbert looks like every bust quarterback I've ever seen before. I mean, his inaccuracy uh, at times, it's up there with the Jimmy Clausen tape, which you know all too well. Um, it, he, yeah, too too, too, well. too too well. Um, he he just does not look like a guy that's ready to start right now. And quite frankly, I, I think he's only a first round pick based on his intangibles alone. Because if you if you throw the film on there, he he looks like a very average quarterback out there with a hell of an arm. But then wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? It, it's because I'm gonna play. I'm gonna defend Herbert in this sense. I don't think he should be in the conversation with Tua. But I think it's interesting because of Jordan Love and all the stats and all the other things that have come out about him that he had, like, I think it was the second highest rate of uncatchable passes in college football last year. And people love Jordan Love. And he wasn't necessarily a consistent quarterback who put it together. He, similarly to Josh Allen, had a worse last year in college football than second to last. I think I think they both came out as seniors. What was Love a senior or a junior? Uh junior. Okay, so I think Allen was a senior, right? Yes. Yeah. So both of them were I think a little better regarded the first time around like finishing their junior year with Allen and sophomore year with Love than they are after their second year. You could even argue that for Herbert because Herbert had the ability to take that uh kind of take that whole position in the Heisman and all these different things week one against Auburn and was unable to do it. But I, I think we're going, uh, I guess, pretty deep into the quarterbacks now. But once you get past, you know, Burrow Tua, which that conversation, I think, because of the injury concerns for Tua, it's a no-brainer. You see some of the plays Burrow made this year. I think that's pretty set in stone. But when it comes to Herbert, Tua, Love, and then behind that you have Eason from – Hurts and uh, everything, I guess, like really down the line, guys, which I think this draft, those are the most notable names that people talk about. Um, it's going to be interesting just to see where they land and what happens if Miami, like how much of a devastation would it be if you guys didn't get to it and you ended up with like a Herbert 
Ooh, boy. See, that is that is my least optimistic scenario. Uh, I honestly, I would rather take Jordan Love over Justin Herbert after watching both of their tapes. Uh, very. So you'd rather trade down from six to like 12 and then just get Jordan Love and get some assets and build on that, build on this like, which I think would be kind of cool, honestly. Like if let's say, which I think it would be a miserable fail if you guys don't end up with Tua. But let's say hypothetically you don't. The picture of Jordan Love and then maybe, fuck it, Cam Newton, right? Sign Cam because Jordan Love could aspire to be a poor man's Cam Newton one day when Cam's healthy. And maybe you can build an offense around that, you know? It would be a fun situation. I'm just saying that because I could go to Miami games and watch my boy Cam again. But um, I'm sure Cam would love the weather down here. He's from Atlanta. So... That would be, I guess, your best case scenario if you don't get Tua would be trading down, getting Love, and then maybe even getting a one-year deal with Cam where he could Love can kind of be a backup and play behind, and that would be an interesting dynamic. But uh, Well, two, two holes. I, I like the idea, but two holes in your theory here. One is that the Dolphins have actually front-loaded a lot of their contracts, so in reality, they don't have a whole lot of money left over to spend this year. Now, Next year they have about eighty million. They their their books open again, and and so on. But this year they're they're a little tight right now with all the free agents. I don't think I also don't think Cam's going to generate that much money this off season based on I'm, he's still the availability and what's out there. But continue. He's still he's still a quarterback though. Like uh, he, he, you know, he might not command a lot of years. He might take a one year prove it deal from somebody. But that one year deal is is going to be i i believe in the uh, 15 to 18 million dollar range I don't, I don't know anymore i could see the cam deal uh being eight seven eight million maybe it with incentives it could make 13 14 but i could see his base salary being like seven eight million guaranteed prove it deal and he needs to do more to be able to get more money and i think because of the way carolina handled it um, mistake. Um, we're in that position. So I guess I'll transition. Uh, last question on Miami mm-hmm. were not regarding the draft. Did you like the signings? Because it's always scary. My team's never done it. Gone fucking shopping spree. Like, you know, that old game where you go, go to the supermarket on the TV, on the game shows, and you had like a minute and a half to get as much stuff in your shopping cart as possible. I don't know what I just did to my voice, but I'm just going to continue. And that's kind of what the Dolphins did in the first 72 hours of free agency. And they just were like, all right, man, we're just going to get fucking everybody who we think is pretty good. Um, what do you think about all the money they spent? Was it well spent? And because I know you're excited, but because I don't think you guys are going to be a playoff team next year. You know, you're probably going to still be like a rebuilding six, seven win team who could have a low, you know, worst case scenario, three, four I, wins, best case, I, I, you know, eight, nine I, Who knows? I, I I could see us getting to, to eight or nine. Remember, we with last year's depleted roster, they won five games. Oh no, we suck again. Um, so you you'd think that with an improved roster, the same coaching staff, more or less, that that you'd see uh, more of a jump there than rather than just one or two games. Um, but uh, to answer your question, I I. I am happy overall about what they did in free agency. I do like that they sort of attacked the defensive line and, uh, and sort of just attacked the defense as a whole, uh, with, uh, with uh, guys like, uh, Byron Jones and, uh, and, uh, uh, Shaq Lawson, 
uh, Agba from Kansas City. Uh, so I, I like yeah, Van Noy. Van Noy. I, I, I like that they eliminated needs going into the draft and specifically on one side of the ball. Cause what it tells me is that this draft, we're going to, we're going to use the top part of this draft to fix our offense. Um, so I like that there's a clear picture that's starting to form. Uh, I also do like the guys that they, that they signed. I, I, I've been a fan of Shaq Lawson, uh, since his Clemson days. Actually, uh, used to play alongside Christian Wilkins. So he'll be reunited with his former teammate. Um, I think Kyle Van Noy is the premier player at the position that he plays, which is specifically that rushing, pass rushing outside linebacker in this hybrid style of defense. Um, so, you know, basically Miami, New England, Tennessee, Detroit. These are like the teams that run that style of defense. And there's a position for Kyle Van Noy uh, specifically to be a pass rusher. Uh, whereas the defensive ends like Ogba and Lawson are more of the edge setters. Uh, so I, I do like they addressed all that. There was one player, one player that on the eve of free agency, I said, I don't care what they do, just sign this dude because this guy will take our secondary to a new level, and that's Byron Jones. That's so you think Byron Jones is a top five corner in football? Absolutely. Or will if, be for the next few years. If you're talking about strictly coverage, yes. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. As a matter of fact, I'd put him in that top three category when it comes to just man to man coverage. Now he's not a ball hawk, he's not an interceptions guy, uh, which is fine. Uh, because usually you don't want to pay the, the the guys that don't get the turnovers, you don't want to pay them top dollar. But in this scenario, I think it works because you you could put Byron Jones on the number one receiver, have Xavier Howard, who isn't necessarily a lockdown corner, but the man's got a nose for the football. He gets his hands on it. But he's getting but he's definitely getting fucking paid like a lockdown. Right, corner. right, right. But it, it they play off of each other's strengths and weaknesses, which is what I love about the pairing. You got Byron Jones, doesn't get a lot of picks, but he'll shut his man down. And Xavier Howard, who will get beat a couple of times, but if the ball's in his area Watch out. He's got a good chance to come down with it. So I like that they play off of each other's strengths like that and weaknesses. Uh, I, I do think that the defense as a whole is just about complete. I don't expect a whole lot of first, second, third round picks to be spent on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I, I, I overall, uh, I think the offensive line is still very much a work in progress. I think I was a little worried about the Flowers signing because I, I know Eric Flowers. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the New York Giants. He's, he's, a human turn, he's, he's a human turnstile part two from Jermaine Bushrod. Exactly. Well, oh, God. Or at least one. He was in New York, not so much in Washington. I mean, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, Bush Bushrod was sort of a mess down here, too. Uh, but I, 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 I am calmed down a bit by the fact that they are going to play him at left guard, not left tackle. You saw him play left guard. Oh, yeah. That was a, yeah, that was a given. Right. That was a given. Right. Cause which, I, which with that, and maybe they can address their offensive line still. You guys are going to have, you guys made those trades to have a couple of more picks in the first round. So I guess what you guys do there, um, similar to, you know, you know, transitioning to the Panthers, similar to, to us where we did the opposite, where we traded Trey Turner. For a, you know, former Pro Bowl guard, a lot of injury problems though the last few years for Russell Okung, which was a weird deal. And that just started, I guess that happened after the Greg Olson not returning and after Keekly retired. But I had such an offseason, man. Like you had, you had the offseason from hell last offseason. And now you have like this promising one where you guys are starting to spend money, which Carolina was still broke. 
going into this offseason. And it's kind of fitting that we're both this year in the bottom five when it comes to uh, Super Bowl odds and expected wins in the NFL. So it's kind of funny that we're seeing this from a completely uh, like the same perspective right now where this is coming, but we're on the opposite sides because I'm like a year behind where you are. You suck. I'm just going to go two minutes on my uh, Carolina misery. So first, Keekly retires. Goodbye, my friend. Terrible, heartbreaking, you know, one of the best defensive players in the history of Carolina. You could argue the second best or even best because Julius Peppers, I don't think ever won a defensive player of the year with Carolina. I could be mistaken. But obviously Julius Peppers and Keekly, two greatest defensive players in Panther history. Uh, To see him go young, happy for him because of the concussions. Uh, That was always something that worried uh, me about him because he did kind of have those couple of years where it was the concussions that would take two to three games to come back from. So it was sad to see him go. And that was just the beginning because Keekly and Cam were picks back-to-back years. So we had a quarterback of our offense, quarterback of our defense get drafted. And as we saw everything unfold, Greg Olson, they don't want him back. So they're doing everything that sounds like they're rebuilding. Keekly doesn't really give them much of a choice, but Greg Olson's gone. Uh, they Later on, we find out they're not bringing back Eric Reed. You knew Gerald McCoy wasn't coming back. Um, Mario Addison ends up in Buffalo. James Bradbury ends up on the Giants. So all these things start coming out. And right around the same time, Cam Newton's looking for a trade. Something I talked in length, I kind of saw the writing on the wall, but was in denial, didn't want it to happen. Uh, still attached to the 2015 MVP and the guy who gave me the, the best season in Panther history. But obviously Joe Brady and Matt Rule just had a different regime in mind. Um, we talked about this a couple of days ago that it kind of reminded me of when we let go of Steve Smith, even though it wasn't, didn't make sense financially, affected us with dead money, but it just felt like we wanted to transfer the team over to camp. You know, he was a superstar quarterback. He was supposed to be the face of the franchise now. So we're kind of doing that with McCaffrey. I don't agree with it because like, I don't get it. Like Teddy two gloves. Don't get it. I know he went five and zero with the saints. So what if he went three and two, what would we have done? Would we have not signed Teddy Bridgewater? Would we have kept Cam? Would Joe Brady have still pulled for him because that was his guy from when he was in New Orleans? So the Panthers made so many moves, let so many guys walk, picked up bottom tier guys aside from Robbie Anderson, who got, you know, two years, 18, but you could basically let him walk in a year. The Bridgewater deal with the 36 million, I think guaranteed something like that, 33, 36. Don't love that, that he's basically a guaranteed player there for two years. Easily, we could walk away, I think, with $2 million after three. But it's just sad to see the end of an era. And um, now we're picking at seven. Like I said, it eliminates the possibility of us going after a uh, a quarterback. But look at the Redskins and the Bills basically picking up our old players. And obviously, these coaches are being able to convince these GMs that these guys can still play. but. We're just doing that thing that new coaches and new owners like to do of just like, let's fucking reshuffle the deck and start over. And I don't know if with what we currently had drafting at seven, why if we're going to go all in on that, then don't bring in Teddy. Only bring in PJ Walker, the XFL kid who was great and undefeated over there. 
uh, RIP to the XFL. <laughs> and uh, uh, my poor dragon. Yeah, man, they, they were, it was a good I, – I, and I got kind of screwed on that because I had over three and a half wins for the Seattle team, fell in love with them early. They had my boy Will Hill from St. Peter's PREP 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 prep. So um, I was riding that wave, but the season ended, wasn't able to get that. But the Panthers could have completely gone all in Miami Dolphin style tank, made the smart choice in getting PJ Walker, trade Kyle Allen for a fifth round pick, which how the fuck does Kyle Allen get you more than Cam Newton? Cam Newton can't get you nothing. Just shows you how bad Carolina handled it. But now we're here. We have Teddy. Like I told you, I will give in probably in mid-August, late August. I'll give in and start rooting for Teddy. I'll be unsalty about the Cam thing once he's on another team. But it's just going to be a tough year because I don't expect to be good. McCaffrey's getting a big deal, which different from other running backs, he's um, aside from maybe Saquon Barkley and – you can, some people said Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara is not the running back that McCaffrey is. He's the pass catcher, maybe, but not the running back. Uh, Barkley, I could put, I think is in his class in being like a dual threat guy that we haven't seen since, you know, Marshall Falk, LT, uh, Brian Westbrook was great at that as well, to name a few. Uh, but McCaffrey's gonna lose some of these years playing on this Teddy Bridgewater team. Why not suck and get Trevor Lawrence? Cause what good is six wins? And the fifth pick going to be next year if we're going to have to trade up to try to get go get Justin Fields if we think he's going to be the next Cam Newton if he ends up being the second quarterback next year. So there's my Panther rant. I don't know what you think, um, how you feel about it, but I miss Cam. Cam, I'll miss you. Keekly, I'm going to miss you. Goodbye, my friend. Greg Olson, it's part of like a, a dynasty of guys. And the, the Redskins are basically the new Panthers, and so are the Bills. They're the AFC Panthers, the Bills. And the Redskins are the NFC East Panthers because they have like six ex-Carolina guys on Ron Rivera's uh, team. Man, as as if there weren't enough uh, teams out there called the Panthers to begin with, right? So now we got to add. Yeah, now we right? now we have fucking three in the NFL. It's <laughs> freaking ridiculous. Um, let me let me throw this at you because I've actually been given this a whole lot of thought, and I don't think I've asked you it yet. Uh, but I do want to I do want to ask you now if you're the Carolina Panthers. All right, you've got Joe Brady as your offensive coordinator. Do you call Cincinnati and base essentially give them a blank check and be like, "What's it going to take for to to give us the number one pick?" No, I, I, you don't do it for for to reunite Brady and Joe. I don't. I don't open up the checkbook. I had, the only guy I would have probably done that for that I can think of in recent memory would have been Andrew Luck. And right now, the way our team is currently structured, if we gave away all those assets, great. We get our quarterback, but our defense is so fucking bad that it's not going to matter. We haven't addressed that defense at all. Um, it's going to be one of the five worst defenses in football, top three worst secondary in football next year. And why go get Joe, uh, Joe Burrow? Just wait it out and see what you can get next year. And build that way and let Teddy Bridgewater be that stopgap quarterback. Hopefully he's not too good. We only win a four games next year and we get Trevor Lawrence and uh, we have our new guy. But I guess in terms of the draft, because that's the last thing I'll finish on in Carolina. Um, ideally, you mentioned Isaiah Simmons dropping. I love that. I love a physical specimen like Isaiah Simmons that could play multiple positions. 
If not, I will take Derrick Brown. I like Jeff Okuda, but I don't think he gets to seven. And I'm not trading up. The interesting underlying thing is what if Carolina said, fuck it, called up um, Detroit and got Tua? Well, and just let Tua sit a year behind Teddy Bridgewater. We give up a first and a future second and a future third. I guess, do you think you got to give up a first and a future first to get to go from seven to three? Oh, I think Detroit will take that. To, yeah, to go from three. Well, do you think you have to, or can I go like first, third, this year, second and third next no, year? No, no, I, I, I don't think they'll pass up on Akuda for that. You, you really got to blow them away here, which is why I'm saying. If- but they might still be able to. But they might still be able. To, they might still be able to get Okuda. And if not Okuda, Isaiah oh, Simmons. I, I don't, because still, I, don't, I don't know. There's, there's still going to be a quarterback run. There's still going to be Herbert. Who knows if a team then reaches for Jordan Love? And we have four quarterbacks going to the top six. And you still get Okuda. That's a big maybe. That's a big, big maybe. And then you got to trust that the New York Giants aren't going to take him. What if that's your best offer, though? What if the best offer Detroit has to trade down is Carolina giving them the seventh pick, the seventh pick, uh, the second rounder or the third rounder this year, let's say, and then a second rounder next year and a third rounder next year? Well, if, if you if you really want out of the number three pick, it's it's not a totally unacceptable trade to to take. I'm just I'm I'm looking at it from the perspective that I've actually watched a lot of Okuda's tape, and I I think it's by far he's the best quarter in this draft. Oh, yeah, and I think he's the best quarter I've seen in a long time. Yeah, so I guess yeah, I guess that's going to be the conversation. Well, we had Marshawn Lattimore be pretty great at Ohio State Rookie of the Year defensively two three years ago, so. I guess we'll see, but yeah, Carolina, it's going to be a long year as a Panther fan. So let's, so what do you want to do? You want to do final draft predictions for the first seven? Well, um, I actually see you, you left me, uh, to my own devices for far too long. Uh, I know we agreed to do the top 10, uh, like a mock draft of the top 10, see where we agree, where we differ. I actually ended up doing all 32 picks. Uh, but I, I, I could do the top 10 if you want. Yeah, let's do okay. the top ten. Let's do the top ten. So this is what we'll do. We'll do because the Dolphins pick what right. five, right? All right. So let's go. Um, first pick will just be automatic because we know where that's. First two picks yeah. are automatic. So we got Joe Burrow one and Chase Young two, right? Any objections? Uh, Any crazy I, trade to Washington? No, no, no. Back? Actually, I've got Justin Herbert to the Bengals at number one. No, 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 dude. I it, we're good with Burrow and Young at one and two. I think we agree. All right. So at three. If the Lions keep the pick, we both think Jeff Okuda, right? Yep, that's who I've got slotted in there. So let's say hypothetically that doesn't happen. Okay. And there's a crazy trade. And let's just play this out just to see how it plays out. Let's say the crazy trade happened, the Panthers do the unthinkable, and the Lions don't get any great offers from the from the Chargers or the Dolphins, and the Panthers actually trade up to three and take two up. Right, and all hell breaks loose. Do, do, do you want Tua? I'm getting the feeling you want Tua. I just love – I would like it if there was chaos. And the fact that we have Teddy, I don't think we're going to be bad enough to get Trevor Lauren. So I'd kind of be down with Tua. I think that would just be, like, super exciting. I like – I just like the idea of a scenario like that playing out as long as we don't give up next year's first-round pick. I will repeat that again. No giving up of uh, next year's first rounder. We can't do it. If that's the case, I don't want to do it. 
I, I, I want to, uh, I do want to ask you this though, now that I have you on here, is, uh, Michael Lombardi, is his son working with the Panthers? I don't know. Is he? I have no idea. I, I think I heard that. And Michael Lombardi's been, uh, pushing out on his podcast. Oh, two is going to fall. Two is going to fall. Two teams, uh, in the top 10 have failed his physical. Uh, there are injuries that no one knows about. He's going to fall. And I'm wondering, I'm like, is he just trying to help his son out here? Like, what, what, why is he screaming? Why is, why is Michael Lombardi the Tua Doomsday guy? You know, it's either he's trying to hook up his son in Carolina or he's trying to hook up his old boss, uh, Belichick in, in New England. It's, it's one of those. No, Mick, no, Mick Lombardi is still a, it says he's still a receivers coach for the Patriots. Oh, he's working for the Patriots. Okay. Okay. I thought he had gone to the Panthers. No, Patriots hire, uh, uh, okay. Mike Lombardi's son, Mick. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, yeah, well, there's the connection. There's the, well, the, the New England. Realistic. Let's say the Dolphins say, fuck it. We want to, well, we're going to go get him. The Dolphins trade because it's only two picks. They give up their first, the fifth pick, obviously, a second rounder and a future second rounder to get Tua because they know the Chargers do it. and the Chargers do it. call it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Well, they do it, right? Like, Tua, you just got Tua. I think you have enough assets to make the deal. Tua goes three. The Giants are at four. The Giants. Are they going tackle Isaiah Simmons? Are they going Okuda? Because now he's there at four. They just I, I think they- to three years, 45 million. So I think they should go Isaiah Simmons. But I know the rumors out there are that Isaiah Simmons might drop. So what do you think the Giants do at four? I think if Okuda's there, he is the smart pick. Um, however, I do have to keep in mind that Dave Gettleman is in charge of the draft uh, for the Giants, and uh, I, I got to think he's going to want a hog molly, right? Because that's his type of guy. Well, there is a hog molly in this draft. It's uh, Tristan Wirfs, the uh, right tackle out of Iowa. I, I do In my mock draft, I have the Giants selecting Wirfs with the fourth overall pick. Uh, and that's without the uh, trade uh, with Detroit. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I could definitely see that happen. Let's say, so if you're saying Wirfs, so what, so let's finish out your top seven. So you're saying Wirfs goes four. Who do you have going five? But hypothetically, I guess in this draft, it would be Okuda because Tua went third. Who would you right. have for the Chargers? Uh, I got the Chargers going with uh, Justin Herbert. And yeah. I, I, I do believe the Chargers are high on both Tua and Herbert. Um, now, are they so high on Tua that they're willing to trade up for him? I think that they would be okay if Justin Herbert fell to them at six and they didn't have to move up to get anybody. Uh, I think that's probably their more ideal situation anyways. So I, I think they go with Justin Herbert. And uh, I think Tyrod starts the season for a little bit. Uh, but much like what happened in Cleveland, he's going to lose his job and uh, Herbert's going to get thrown to the fire in uh, for a lost season. Yeah, that's so interesting to me. I feel like the smartest thing for the Chargers to really do would be to just say fuck it and go get Cam Newton and maybe just trade down and get a Jordan Love who's more of a project if you think you can get him later in the draft just because I think Cam Newton still has something in the tank. I think the same thing for New England. I think they're crazy to ride with Jared Sidham. I would take a shot on Jameis or Cam because I think those two guys uh, still have something left in the tank. So if you're going that, who do you think the Panthers take at seven now that you have Isaiah Stillman okay. shopping tubs? You still have us taking D Brown, or do you have us taking the most athletic guy in the draft? Okay, so in this scenario, Isaiah Simmons is there, right? 
Yeah. If I'm in charge of the Panthers, I'm taking Isaiah Simmons. However, I'm not I'm not in charge. However, unfortunately, we're not in charge of the Panthers. So in, in, in my mock, and I looked at the Panthers thinking a lot like, hmm, you know, they sort of remind me of my team last year. Um, so maybe they could go in sort of a similar direction where they're really st- storing their eggs for next year's draft. I could have gone with the easy, boring answer of Derek Brown. By, by the way, if you get Derek Brown, he's a fantastic player. You shouldn't be upset about it. But I wanted to get a little crazy with Carolina's pick here. So I traded with Philadelphia. Philly moves up to number seven. Carolina moves back to 21. But you also get Philly's second-round pick this year, Philly's fourth-round pick this year, Philly's second-round pick next year, and Philly's third next year to go from seven to 21. Would you do it? Second, I would, from seven, I would want Philly's first next year. Okay, so so the the next year second and third, you would you would scratch that out. Say, give me your first. Yeah, I would say if, if you're giving me your first next year and you're giving me your second and fourth this year, I would pull the I would pull the trigger. Okay, I mean, I I, I think that Philly could work with that because what I've heard is they're gonna they hope to be picking at twenty four or twenty five next year. They hope to be a playoff exactly, team. Exactly, so. exactly, and especially if they they pick they make this trade because of the player they're going to get. I hear they're absolutely in love with CD Lamb, and they are trying to get into the top ten to secure him and uh, and make him the. First All right, so they make that trade. Now I want to know who do you have Carolina taking at twenty one? Uh, see, it's a good thing I did the whole first round, right? So you 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 go from seven to twenty one. Yes, you lose a lot of premier players in the process. However, you end up with maybe my favorite, most underrated defensive player in this draft, a guy that who when the Dolphins are picking at twenty six, if he's there, I'm gonna heavily want uh, want them to consider. And that's Antoine Winfield Jr. First off, you remember Antoine Winfield Sr., right? The great cornerback for uh, yeah, the corner, the corner of Buffalo yes. and Minnesota yes. Vikings. Yeah. So his son is now uh, is 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 now a safety at Minnesota, and I, I saw him. Man. I don't even I don't really remember him that well. Have you watched film? On yes. Him? Yeah, I, I've I've watched film, and I, I I was drooling from what I saw. I love this guy. I think. He's man. He he's got a little Ed Reed. Free safety, free right? safety, free safety, rangy free safety yeah, center fielder. Okay, okay, we put him with Trey. We put him with Trey Boston. Start repairing that secondary. Exactly. Get them assets for this year, dude. He's got. I like he's it. got some Ed Reed to him, bro. As a center fielder, oh my god! Like he could have played receiver. He's got really nice hands. If the ball's in his area, he's got a good chance to come down with it. He's made some spectacular catches for interceptions. And when, when he does come down with it, he's a threat to take it to the house. I love this guy. I don't know why Xavier McKinney and Grant Delpit are getting more uh, hype than he is. I think he's miles better than both those guys. Well, yeah, I, I like Grant Delpit from LSU. I know he has some limitations, you know, but I would like that for Carolina. As a tackler. Sounds like a – yeah, as a tackler. That sounds like a dream scenario, honestly. I would love for us to trade down. I also wouldn't mind if we get Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons or uh, – or Derek Brown, I think both of those would be good picks. I'd rather us not take a quarterback if possible, and I guess we'll find out, man. I can't wait to have sports back. It's going to be awesome to watch the draft. I'm sure we'll talk again soon for the draft, give you a a little breakdown on our picks, how we feel about what the, the move our teams are uh, 
the direction our teams are moving in. Lord knows I'm not happy with the direction Carolina is moving in, but it is what it is, man. That's all I have to look forward to right now, so I might as well enjoy the draft, right? Hey, you, you enjoy the draft, pal, and if you're ever getting down on uh, on what Carolina season might look like upcoming, just pop in, remember the Titans, watch Sunshine, and just imagine that as your franchise quarterback for the next 20 years because who knows? Maybe you end up with Sunshine. Well, why wouldn't I just watch, like, Clemson versus Alabama? Uh, well, because the- because I, I love that movie. That's oh, right. yeah, no, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. You're not wrong. It's a great movie. But All right, man. Yo, I appreciate you uh, you coming on. We'll talk NBA soon because I still love the NBA. And, like, right now I'm going through withdrawals because the playoffs would have been starting in, like, the next couple of days. So um, hopefully we get some NBA basketball soon. Hopefully everyone uh, – Hopefully this uh pandemic improves. We get uh nice and healthy. We figure out getting those tests, and uh, we can go back to normal. And I could go back to watching sports and uh, gambling my money because soon enough uh, I'm gonna go crazy. And well, somebody's uh, got to stimulate this economy. Yeah, seriously, seriously, and, I, and I'm glad to as long as you give me something to bet on. So let's get some action. Let's get some sports. Let's get right. Um, we'll talk soon. All right, deuces, man. Good talking to you.